Hello, welcome back to another episode of LMV Show. Today I have a, a special guest, Lester Bailey, Chief Lester Bailey, that um, is a former retired police officer, three times international best-selling author, and international motivational speaker and mindset coach. Welcome, Chief Bailey. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you for inviting me to who is it? LMV? LMV. <laughs> yeah, that's LMV. basically my name, Luis Martinez Villela. <laughs> 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 it's nice being here. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, I would love to talk about mindset since you are into the mindset uh, stuff. Uh, but before we talk about it, uh, can you talk about your story since you were in the police and how was like that transformation in your mindset since getting into the police and then staying in the police and then after what happens and how you got where you are right now? You know, I, I love how you start the story and the, the way to think and say, when I was the police, let me all tell you, one of the, the greatest things in life is what you have been through. Your mind always knows what you have been through and the secrets that you try to hold and the confidence that you, you know, you learn to gain through those little parts of your life. Mm -hmm. Before I became a Chicago police officer, I was working at a bank. And it's okay. a really nice bank. And I had years of working at this bank. For over 10 years, I worked at this particular bank. And all of a sudden, one day, the bank decided that it wanted to move. I didn't want to move, but my bank moved from Chicago to New York City. And now it left me without a job. <laughs> and when you're looking at how does your how does that look? You know, most people are used to being fired, but they're not used to their job moving. Mm -hmm. So it was a challenge to find out I had a brand new daughter. We're talking, my daughter was born in October and that event you know, that happened with them only happened in September. So I had no time to prepare for them moving. Yeah. They said that I can move to New York, but you, know, you have a new wife, new child, and they didn't want to move to New York. So what's a challenge? What do you do? <laughs> the challenge was, oh my goodness, was crazy. So luckily for me, I had taken a test to be a Chicago police officer, had no intentions <laughs> on being a police officer. So that was the first challenge that I had in my mindset. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know, what could I do when I thought at the time the worst thing in the world could happen? But I had already prepared for the next stage of my life, not knowing that it was going to be another great mindset change. Well, yeah. I got to the police department, I got in the academy, and everything was running the way it was supposed to be nice and smooth. Then one day they put me out on the street. <laughs> and it was like, oh man, you go from the academy to the street. And you think you're ready to be the police. You think yeah. that everything is ready. Because in the academy, of course, like we all know, inside of the academy, it's nice, it's clean, nobody's having any issues. Well, I was working with my field training officer on my first day. Mm -hmm. And as we were we were driving, there was a call that came out. And the call was of a man shooting. And oh. I was like, oh, okay, oh, now I'm getting nervous because this is the first incident that I'm going to be a part of. So as my field training officer and I were going down the street, he says, ah, relax. You don't have to worry about it. 90% <laughs> of the time, you know, by the time we get the call, two, three minutes have already gone, and the person has already left the scene. So what do you do? And I have my grandson that's coming here. Yes. I'm hungry. Okay, I'll take care of you in a few minutes. Okay, I'll get you. Bye-bye. Okay. So, my, so my, my field training officer looks at me, and he says, you know, just relax. It'll be all right when, when we get there. So as we drive him down the street, I see the guy shooting. Now, I'm not understanding about this because I've never done this. I've never been a part of it. My brain is waiting on this incident. So we get closer and closer and the guy is still firing the weapon and you still see him firing the weapon. And my partner pulls the car over and he looks at me and he says, go get him. I mean, what do you mean, go get him? <laughs> You're not coming with me. <laughs> You're a brand new kid. Get on out the car. Mm -hmm. So he looks at me and he tells me to go after this guy. My adrenaline is probably on 11. You know, we all yeah. look at that <laughs> one to 10. I had passed 10, you know, on the, on the drive there. So I get out the car and I'm chasing this guy. And I'm chasing him. My adrenaline is running so fast that as I was catching up with the guy, I was running so fast that I almost passed the guy by. 
I mean, I had to stop myself, slow down yeah. and, you know, tussle with them, put some handcuffs on them, which was my first arrest. But my mindset was, how do I lift myself up from this incident? What do I do next? And I wasn't sure after that day, was I ready to remain being the police? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it starts, what is it that you see? What is it that you feel? And so how was, do you handle your emotions? Go ahead. What was it like? After your first day in uh, on the street and having that having that incident, like, where you think like, is this for me or or were you in the way like, how can I do to make a better approach or how can I be better or were you in the state of like, you know, I it's not for me. I was in a state of fear. <laughs> fear. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to go after anybody else, but mm-hmm. afterwards you start thinking, okay, I made it through this. It can't get worse than that. That's the idealism that you have. Let me Uh tell you, after years and after years, there was a statement that I I stopped making. It can't get worse than this. I have seen everything. I don't use that statement anymore because I, you know, being years on the job, (laughs) you see it could get worse. It could change all of that. But you you learn to relax because of the situations. Mm -hmm. The hardest part is, is finding out the balance in your own life. Wow. Talk about mindset, but what is that balance that you have when everything breaks down, nothing is working right? What do you do? And I had an opportunity to see that because you're you're going after people on the street that Mm -hmm. you're not used to being a street person. Everything that you know about crime is only what you've seen on television. In actuality, life is not what you see on television. That just mimics it. Yeah. But when you actually are part of it, you have to find that center space, that center space. And what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. So from to things that kept me calm and relaxed, one of my favorite things, I love roller skating. And okay. because I love roller skating, roller skating brought me back to my center. It brought me back to a state of calm. It was my meditation. Really? It was what you can see. Mm-hmm. So like, Staying on a situation or X, Y, Z situation, like you were mm-hmm. thinking about rolling and like, just relax. This is the way to keep your peace of mind. And like, I can approach it better. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you have to keep your mind because you don't know what it is. And if you're not relaxed in a situation, I don't care how crazy it is. You have to relax yourself because your emotions. Most people don't mm-hmm. understand. Your emotions are the thing that you have to keep under control. You have to learn this thing. That's a funny word out here. It's called, you have to learn a discipline about what you want. Discipline. That, that. Right. You have to learn discipline because if you don't find yourself coming back, you'll be all over the place. Just like the winds blow and you're never quite sure what direction a wind blows. I think Jim Rohn said it best. You know, it's not the blowing of the wind. It's the setting of the sail. What sail are you setting? If, what direction do you want to go in? If chaos is on the street and your mind is not in a relaxed space, you think with chaos and you have to get away from that chaos because what do you do when you're out in a gun battle and you're seeing wow. several people out there? And I've been in several gun battles in my in my career. Now that but, you're saying that, which one was the worst uh, gun battle that you've been into? And what was your mindset in that station? Like, uh, I can get injured and you can see other people getting injured if they did or they don't. I, I don't know the story, but if you can share with us, like, which one was the worst uh, incident that you've been into a gun shooting and, and, and how was your mindset and how do you prepare yourself? Well, after years, you're going to prepare yourself well because you've been practicing it. <laughs> Anything mm-hmm. that you practice becomes permanent. It doesn't become perfect. It becomes permanent. So. My, I can't say the worst. I can tell you the one that was the most personal to me. And okay. that was the last one that I was actually involved in. I was, me and my partner were, that I had been working with for the last 12 years, we were working together. And all of a sudden we decided that I was going to start working in the office and she was going to go to another location to work. And, you know, we were, we were giving each other, you know, the last little hug, we'll see you soon. Yeah. And I sang a song that uh carol Burnett made you know famous you know saying i'm so glad we had this time together and i was i was singing that song and we were laughing and boom you know 
our working relationship had now changed. So I was driving home from work. And as I was driving home from work, you know, 15 minutes later, I see someone come up to me and I'm in my car driving. And all of a sudden you hear somebody banging on your car window. Boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to get you out of the car. Now I'm still, unlike you usually, off duty. I'm not off duty. I was wearing my uniform and everything. And yeah. normally I don't wear my uniform home. But I was off duty. The guy started to, to carjack me on this particular yeah. day. When he couldn't get in the car, I was getting ready to make an, an arrest. So as I was making the arrest, I made a turn to follow as he was running. As I was following him and my eyes were closely on him, I'm following him everywhere. I'm looking at him and I'm driving. And all of a sudden, as I'm driving, I'm looking at him. I hear, <laughs> and you're like, oh, my goodness, who is shooting at me? You're seeing, you know, everything is bouncing off the windows. The bullet shots are bouncing off the windows. They're hitting your truck. And then all of a sudden, as you're paying attention now to where he is, because you see him going into the trunk, these mm -hmm. shots are coming at you. And then you hear more shots. And they're still banging, banging. And then this is a person. You have somebody in front of you shooting. You have somebody on the side of you shooting. So now you have two locations and you're watching somebody. And then the next thing you see is somebody shooting behind you. So now I'm in the triangle of someone shooting at me. And there's, you know, there's still traffic going up and down the street. And you're looking at how do I get out of this traffic? How do I turn around and make sure that I don't get hit? How mm -hmm. about I don't hurt anybody as I'm trying to get away from this situation? Wow. These are the thoughts that are going through my mind, but they're going through my mind in seconds. They're just going and going and going. And I'm looking at this. So I finally see myself being able to pull out in traffic and not hit somebody and drive out of that scene. Mm -hmm. As I'm driving out of that scene, all of a sudden I hear the wind blow and, you know, like a whistling wind. And that's because the air is coming in through my um, front window. Yeah, you can, you can see that there was a hole and there was a bullet shot that went straight that could have hit my heart. Wow. And I'm sitting up hearing this and I asked myself the question, did I just get shot? Am I living or am I dead? But my brain is still telling me, get up out of this spot. You still have to move. Then now there's a hospital that's directly in front of me. And I'm mm -hmm. looking at this hospital, but I can't recognize it. I've been by that hospital. I've dropped people yeah. off at that hospital, but I don't see this hospital. You know, any hospital is at least two blocks long. So it's not like you're missing a hospital. It's not a storefront. It's a mm -hmm. hospital. So I turn around. I, I don't see the hospital. I'm driving down the street, getting out of the situation. And I didn't want to drive home. So I move around the next corner and I moved to a building and I stood by that building. Now I'm prepared for whatever that they're going to do. Mm -hmm. But as the saying goes, I'm looking and I'm looking, but I'm relaxed. Wow. Nothing about my brain is unrelaxed. Now, the funny part about it, everybody who's coming to my aid is not relaxed. They're all in the crazy. Like, Man, what happens? I just understand. <laughs> you know, they're shooting. It. And you like, and I told everybody, calm down, sit for a moment, get your mind right. Now the witness comes up and the witness tells me that these guys are only about four blocks away. All of them that were a part of that shooting. And I drive over to that spot and I make the arrest of all of those guys who were shooting at me that day. <laughs> wow so you you arrested them all i arrested them all wow wow that's fantastic and then so i can imagine like how like strong your mindset was at that time and then how stronger it got with more time and then was how do you decided to like okay it was time to leave the police mm -hmm. Right. And then mm -hmm. how was it was another different transformation when you left the uh, to be a, a police officer? Well, luckily for me, I had always been involved in, you know, learning to, to work on my mindset. Mm -hmm. I went to an event when I was you know, more youthful <laughs> and it had Jim Rohn. It had Zig Ziglar. Mm -hmm. It had um, Anthony Robbins, Les Brown and a few other major speakers, Brian Tracy. And what they were always talking about is mindset. Always protect your mindset. See yourself doing more and being more than the situation that you're in. 
And I heard one of my mentors, he says, most of the times you don't know where you're going because you're in the picture, but you can't see yourself because you're in the picture. When you're in the frame of the picture, you can't see what you're doing. So start working on your mindset because you don't know where God's taking you. You don't know the next stage of your life. What are you prepared for? And as he is, that kept playing in my mind from years of listening to what they were saying, the training. And Les Brown, he's one of my favorite, you know, speakers. And he made a comment. He says, always tell yourself I'm possible. No matter what the situation is, I'm possible. So I can get out of anything. I can get into anything. I can move forward. I can move backwards. I can move around. But you have to understand that what is that mindset that you need to have in order to when again, chaos comes your way. How do you sit back? How do you relax? And even in the time when they were shooting at me, they only shot at me 28 times, but I was not hit by one of the bullets at all. When I spoke with the uh, psychiatrist, I had to relax him because he's like, (laughs) "How (laughs) he asked me, how did you get through this? And I was telling him years of listening and practicing, you know, and building this up because mindset is so great. And then all of a sudden, you know, what years later, because I knew I was going to transition from being a police. And I read this simple book, you know, from Napoleon Hill called Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at the different situations people had with inside of that book. You know, for those of you who have never read the book, I highly recommend you read the book, Think and Grow Rich, because inside of there, there's a story that's going to be assigned to you. There's a story that's going to bring you to that next level of life. And what is it that you've been really wanting to have? And because I started reading that book and reading it on a regular basis, I always took tips and clues. And then I would learn to listen to the Jim Browns, excuse me, Jim Rohns and the Brian Tracy's and Zig Ziglar. And I would listen to their messages over and over again. You know, me and Dr. So always laughed about it because we used to have our library in our car. We used this little thing (laughs) called a cassette tape. (laughs) And we would stick that cassette tape in (laughs) and listen to it and we listen to it. And that's the way to change your mind because everything that you hear works on your mindset. Mm-hmm. Be it if it's good, bad, or indifferent, everything that you hear works totally on that mindset, trying to either grow you or make you fail. And believe it or not, the only person that can actually make you fail is you because you have 100%. to tell yourself that you're not going to do it anymore. I'm going to give up. How do you give up on your favorite person? And that's always yourself. How do you give up on that person who is giving you the best advice ever? Because it's that little voice that tells you, go left instead of right. You know, I I totally believe that we are our worst enemy. Mm -hmm. We just don't want to see it because it's hard to look ourselves in the mirror. It's hard to criticize ourselves. And I think many people have that uh, problem that they just don't want to look in the mirror because they know what they need to do, but they just choose not to. It's called fear. Love it. When fear comes across your mind, understand fear is only a doubt. That's all fear is. You're not sure if you can do it or not. You know, it looks scary. You know, have I been in scary situations? Let me tell you all, a whole bunch of them. But when you actually step into what that fear is, it's not as scary as you thought. It just makes you feel that way because the hair stand on the back of your neck and all down your arms and you're you're looking like a little cat (laughs) all hunched up. But in actuality, it's not as bad. Mm -hmm. It's steps that you take every time, you know, getting back to what we said about the discipline. Yeah. When you learn the steps of getting through, getting past, going forward, I'm not going to say it's easy. Oh, no, not going to say it's easy because none of my path has ever been easy. You know, my direct road to success has always been up, down, around, back, forth, in, out, <laughs> however it would come. I would yeah. always look at that. But the success was the lessons that I not only have for myself, but I can teach them. Because people with experience have lessons for you to learn. And they're always going to impart some type of wisdom to let you know, go through it. It's okay. You know, whether you paint with a wide brush or a small little paintbrush, you're still getting the painting out. It's 
the steps that you have to take, the roads mm -hmm. that you have to do, because your roads are not like your parents' roads or your cousin's roads or someone else's closer because you think differently. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. I look at you being in the mortgage business and <laughs> that road that you took and how many people, how many times that people walk up to you and say, I'm not sure if that's the best thing for you. Yeah. Could you could you imagine somebody? Remember, I told you it's all about what you hear. Could you imagine someone telling you this isn't for you? For you all to see this background that I have, it's my background outside of my house. But when I was outside of my house and I'm looking at this background, I saw there was light at the end of the road. You know, in the first part, oh. you, you see a little bit thing, but if you look at it, you see that there is light. No yeah. matter what happens, what you're going through, you have to understand that that road that you may be going may look like it's far, far away. But what you're looking for is far away. It's coming to you because you have to go into the picture. You have to do what it takes, but you don't know what you're going to see, who you're going to hear. None of that. You're it's just going to take a part. <laughs> right. Let me see if I can remember. Uh, it's from a movie uh, from uh, Kung Fu Panda. I love cartoons. <laughs> but but uh, I think it says uh, uh, something along the lines of, uh, uh, I cannot remember, but it's something like this. Uh, but the past is in the past kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And the future is a mystery, but today is a gift. Mm -hmm. Right? And uh, and that you have to enjoy like every step of the way and you don't, you don't know what's going to happen because it's a mystery, right? But you need to know how to encounter what's happening today because today is a gift, right? And I think uh, many people just wake up uh, like, this just a day, but no, it's actually a, a gift that you need to enjoy and make the best of it possible every single day. And I think sometimes people believe that it's overwhelming because I want to be better in this, better in this, better in this. But it's like, yes, at some point. But what if, what if, uh, just just pick one thing of your life and become one percent better on that specific thing, right? Instead of overwhelming yourself in everything at once like just pick one thing and improve it and once you start doing it, it's going to compound it's a compound effect right that's a great book and then pick another one and that's how kind of still growing and whatever the road is going to throw at you like you will be able to to um, make it better or to enforce it or face it and make it you know and make it happen kind of thing well life is being that you're trying to do something better for yourself. First thing I'm going to ask everybody to do is take the time out and meditate. Meditation, you know, seems like it's a hard thing. And I have a company, you know, that we deal with meditation. Meditation is only deep thinking. Mm -hmm. So for you all that are really wondering about, I don't have the time to sit back and just tell myself, I got, I can meditate. We say in part of my group, you know, with Chantel Simone, we say meditate five minutes a day. You can build on five minutes, but what is that five minutes? In your five minutes that you're trying to meditate, you're learning to get rid of distractions. We all have distractions. There's always something that's going to come up, mm -hmm. but you have to be able to handle those distractions. Being the police, trust me, you go to one thing for one thing, but that doesn't mean that's the only thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to center yourself, bring yourself back to a meditative mode. So if you can meditate at least five minutes a day, build on it until it's six minutes and build on it. And Lewis said it best. You're trying to be better every day. Every year you have 365 days in it. Some, you know, every now and again, you know, in that fourth leap year, you're going to get 366. But every day you don't have to be your best, but every day you should do your best. Every day you write a new chapter to your story, whatever your story oh, is, whatever that thing is, you're writing a brand new story every day. And you're wondering, well, what can I manifest? Mm -hmm. If you worry about, if you stop worrying about the things that are around you and take care of your present, everybody wants to see what they're going to do in the future when the future hasn't gotten here yet. So you have to take care of the day that you're living in. You have to start feeling yourself saying today, this minute. I'm going to turn, I can, I'm in charge of this one minute. 
one minute, yeah. even if it's just you boil it down to one second. I got this one second. Now, now I'm going to build on that second. I'm going to do my best to build on the next one. Stop trying to look at the whole picture trying to get there. No matter where you go down the street, you mm-hmm. still got to get there. You're not going to you're not going to blink and be there. You're going to have to take a process. Everything is a process. Everything that you have, there's a process. But if you take the time to figure out what the process is or ask someone, because we never go alone. We just feel that <laughs> that's weird yeah, sometimes yeah. as you're growing yeah. up. Go ahead. I think I, I think the the you have said it so many times, the word of procrast procrastination, right? Mm-hmm. I think that many people pass through it. Uh, one of the biggest enemies of the human beings is procrastination, right? And uh, mm-hmm. what can you say about like how people can uh, face the procrastination and start taking action on their mindset or whatever they need to do to become better in X, uh, a specific thing in their life, but what, what they have to do to encounter that procrastination that they're having. I like how you asked that question. He says, what is your why? When you're looking at procrastination, fear and procrastination are cousins. That's what they are. They're cousins. They don't want you to do it. But your inside voice, remember, we talked about it at the very beginning. Your mm-hmm. inside voice is always telling you there is more. I remember going through a health challenge. It was a simple health challenge. I had mm-hmm. diabetes. And I want you all to understand that you can get over diabetes. I had, you know, in the police department, I stood there and I was healthy and I was strong. I was in the gym six days a week. I would be pushing weights and pushing weights. And I finally got to a point where I was doing 325 pounds, you know, I would do three sets of that every day. Mm-hmm. I was really very, very, very strong because I was preparing for what I what may happen on the street. Mm-hmm. Never had to worry about that, but I was in that gym. I was getting healthy. Well, once I decided that I was in my last few years of the job, I stopped working out as hard. I was like, nope, don't need to do that. <laughs> and, you know, like most of us, you know, I was starting to gain weight. Most of us gain a quarter of a pound to a half a pound every year. So it comes out to like six pounds at the end of the year. But if you don't lose that six pounds, it adds up. Well, mm-hmm. I was adding up. I was adding up. I left the police department at 180 pounds. And when I got to about 230 pounds, I was looking at myself and I started to walk around with a beautiful beach ball belly. It was <laughs> nice and big. You know, I can just yeah. <laughs> go everywhere, you know, fold your arms and it just rests upon <laughs> your belly. <laughs> I was looking at myself and I looked at procrastination talking to me and I looked at laziness talking to me and I looked at myself you know, falling into that moment of fear because I had diabetes, what was I going to do? I was taking insulin shots every day. I was taking, you know, wow. pills. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then one day I was sitting there and I finally said, action leads to success. What was going to be my action? Because the action of doing nothing worked out well. It was success. I got fat. <laughs> I got overweight. But I needed to lose this weight. So I decided that I'm going to walk down to my mailbox. It was only at the end of the block. And yeah. it was 377 steps. And I looked at that. I said, whew, I made it to the mailbox. And then somebody said, you know, you got to go back. So there was another mm-hmm. 377 steps back. I was actually tired. I was. I got back home and I sat there on the floor for a moment. And I was like, okay. I can't do this. So I prepared to get myself up. I said, I'm going to do something every day in order to lose this weight and to beat diabetes. I made a plan. Wow. Once I made that plan and those steps, I kept those steps going. And I first started, you know, those 377 steps. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then I finally got down to being able to walk to them the whole block. And I yeah. kept walking again until I got a mile. And I was happy that I made that mile until I looked back and said, I got to still go back home. So that was another mile I had to walk back. Yeah. But I kept the practice going because sometimes when you fail, you don't want to do anymore. You don't want to go anymore. But you have to keep telling yourself, I got to finish the process. I hadn't gotten rid of diabetes. I had just begun the exercise. So I started walking, I started walking, and then it was the challenge. How far can I walk? And I got up to 10 miles a day. And I've been doing that for four and a half years. I started walking 10 miles a day. Well, in that process, I changed the way that I eat. I changed a lot of different things. And I made sure that what happened, I got rid of diabetes. You know, And that's the, the, the easy wow. story. 
but I, I had to get everybody to understand that, oh yeah, that the temptations of cake and my favorite, you know, I, I call her, I called her my wife, you know, which was ice cream. I said, I used to dress her up. She was all pretty. You know, when she wanted some sprinkles, I gave her some yeah. sprinkles. I gave her some, you know, <laughs> some chocolate sauce on her. I made her feel good. I even sometimes made sure she had a nice little, you know, coat that uh, whipped cream all around her. Oh, she looked beautiful, but she was hurting me every day. So I had to divorce her. And yeah. I haven't had any ice cream since 2017. So you were married to a bad habit and you have yes. to divorce it. <laughs> Wow. So, and that was all after uh, being a police officer. Yes. Right. And then, mm -hmm. so how do you become a bestseller author? Well, it, it was, I actually met you know, a gentleman, his name is Dr. Gordon. So, and when I met him, I picked him up going to a speaker's event because I wanted to learn how to be an international speaker. I want to be able to cross lines because I saw all these speakers when I was young and I said, I can do what they, they're doing. And I, yeah. when I get ready to sit up and tell a story, of course, the story sat down and told me, I'm not going to let you remember it. But anyway, on this particular day, because I wanted to learn how to speak, I was going to go to classes with, uh, again, another mentor named Dr. James Dentley. And mm -hmm. Between Dr. So and Dr. Dentley, I says, I'm going to change how I'm my approach. And while I was in the event, Dr. So asked me, don't you want to be an author? And I looked at him and he says, don't you want to be an author? I was like, me be an author? I've always wanted to write a book. But procrastination, you know, from high school through college <laughs> yeah. told me, yeah, you'll do it someday. Yeah. But so Someday, you can never find someday on the calendar. I looked at my calendar, turned every page, but I've never seen the day someday. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I decided that today was going to be it. And I wrote in my first book, it's called Empowering Women to Succeed. And that's where it began to be an author. And actually, I'm a four-time international best-selling author, and I have five books under my name, and I'm going to do another one again. That's awesome. That is mm -hmm. fantastic. And uh, I want to mention about the all the mindset. What did it took you for? Because you have a, a for those who are listening right now, um, Chief Bailey has a, a workbook that is called the Wealth Formula that I mm -hmm. really, really love. And you have helped me in uh, in getting to my success. Okay. And can you talk a little bit in the mindset of creating this um, workbook? And how did you come up with this idea? And if you can uh, talk a little bit, uh, what is all this about the wealth formula? Well, over many years, I have learned that I didn't like to be broke. I was one of those people who, I won't even say live from paycheck to paycheck because I wasn't living from paycheck to paycheck. I was getting a paycheck regularly, but I wasn't mm -hmm. living to it. And it was always the, the thing about, Why am I doing the same thing? Why am I not feeling that I can go any further back to procrastination? I won't, yeah. I wasn't going to do the steps. But over years, I had to learn what were those things? What were successful people doing? And out of all of those years of finding out what they did, if they're all doing the same thing, but different projects, I wanted to make sure that I started writing it down in a language when everybody can understand. Because mm -hmm. most people can hear the the very rich people, you know, the what's the Elon Musk in their lives, and they can hear the Jeff Bezos and Jeff mm -hmm. Hoffman's, and these people are multi billionaires, and you wonder what were they doing differently. And I decided that I was talking to Dr. So, and we were again reading the book Think and Grow Rich. We decided to look at the habits of all of those that were around. Mm -hmm. And said that if we can write this down in a simple English way, in a simple way of saying, okay, this is plain. I don't care what language somebody learns, it'd be it if they're in America or Canada or in Asia or in Africa. Everybody has a plan, but they don't know the plan and they don't see what they can do. You know, we always mm -hmm. talked about inside of the book, we talked about affirmations and yep. what is an affirmation. And everybody has an affirmation. The bad part about it, some of them are negative and some of them are positive. A negative one, it'll never happen. I can't mm -hmm. do that. I don't believe. And you hear that yeah. all the time and you work with it. 
But if you write down positive affirmations, I'm powerful, I'm strong, I am headed in the right direction. I feel myself moving forward. When you mm -hmm. start looking at those things and you start writing them down, everything that you write down, everything that you write down now enters your spirit, enters your subconscious mind, enters your conscious mind. So that way you can start following it. So we decided that we wanted to help people to do it. And not only are we doing it by what's in the workbook, you know, we also have course, but we want to give videos of real life situations yeah. and how that they do something. And we talked about a story inside, you know, CJ Barnes. I, I love that. I love the story. <laughs> I'm not talking about the procrastination story. I know you can like, do that. But CJ Barnes wanted to meet Thomas Edison. And I'm sure all of us have heard of Thomas Edison, but he had an incandescent light he wanted to make. But, you know, he, he didn't do it. But CJ Barnes says, this inventor is off the chain. He is one of these guys I want to turn around and do. Now, mm -hmm. Mr. Barnes lived in California. You know, Mr. Edison lived in New Jersey, opposite sides of town. Mr. Barnes had no money. He had not a dime. He had no car, no nothing. He was sitting there saying, I'm going to meet him and I'm going to be his business partner. Yeah. But he, he had to figure out what was that plan? This is before Napoleon Hill actually did in, anything else here. He had little bitty, um, what do we call that? Uh, during the time I had to look at he had little publishings because mm -hmm. they, they didn't really have a book, but they had a little publishing. And he read, if you want to do it, you have to go after the thing that you want. So Mr. Barnes decided that he was going to go meet Mr. Edison and he was going to tell him he was going to be his business partner. So he set out and he says, I may not have it, but I have resources. You may not be the person who has everything that you want, but the resources, the people you know, the mindset that they have can move you. So, yeah. you know, Dr. So and I was reading this book. It's like, what are some of the things that would move you to want to do that thing that you've always wanted without hearing the no's, without mm -hmm. hearing the that yeah, maybe this is not for you? So we decided to put this in a book and we talked about the story of, of Mr. Barnes getting over here. He, he got his way to going to Mr. Edison on blind baggage. Well, that's a hobo. That's somebody that's jumping on a train that they are not paying for, but yet they're going to take this train two mm. weeks. You got to remember this in, in the 1920s. There was no cars. Yeah. There was no, no planes you can just hop on. So he got on what they said, that blind baggage. He was wearing the same clothes. He wasn't dressed in a special way. He wasn't, you know, that guy that you can say, oh, man, he's got the best suit on. You yeah, have the full one... desire. Right. This is this is what I'm going to say. The desire to get there, to be in the same suit. I want you to wear the same clothes for two weeks. Exactly the same clothes. You don't, you can't change them. And you're not taking a shower. You're not doing any of these things. Mm -hmm. But your your desire to do something outbeats all the negatives. Wow. When you beat your negatives. So he got to Mr. You know, Mr. Edison's office. He turned around, looked at the secretary right in his eyes. And the secretary asked him, who are you, sir, and why are you here? He says, I'd like to speak to Mr. Edison to put him on notice that I'm going to be his business partner. Can you imagine? You know, <laughs> no, that's <the> powerful. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you look at the story, when somebody's going to walk up to you and tell you, I'm going to be your business partner. I don't care whether you're rich or poor, but when they saying that and you can look them into the eye and see that they really mean it, that means that that will that may be the thing that helps you to get to the next step. Yeah. And I, I love that story. So when he did talk to Mr. Edison and Mr. Edison says, OK, I'll hire you, but um, <laughs> I don't know what are you going to be my business partner or not. You know, for you all that don't know this and it's a real simple story. Mm -hmm. He waited, you know, five, six years before he ever had a hint of him becoming his business partner. So if you want it, you're going to, get, you're going to go through the process. So when, process. <laughs> so when Dr. So and I wrote this process, we wanted to write it out for everybody so they can follow a simple, you know, 10 steps to success. So they can see why do you, how do you get past procrastination? How do you work on what's in your head? Well, we call mm -hmm. it all the suggestion. We talk about your uh, say affirmations. affirmations. We talk about all different types of stories inside of this book because the workbook is only the beginning of your process. 
And we wanted to make sure that you understood how we became successful instead of seeing somebody who had, who has always been a, a multimillionaire. And, mm -hmm. you know, Dr. So talks about one of my favorite stories about when he couldn't afford two cups of coffee. Yeah. And now now his success is so crazy. And when you're looking at when you, you're making the success, you can tell people, oh, I, I got knocked down a lot. <laughs> I, <you know, laughs> I had to learn to get up. But you you have that, you know, it's an ant's philosophy. You can collect all the things that you need for the season that's coming up. Don't worry about the season where you are because you're going to have good years. You're going to have lean years. But mm -hmm. during the process of that, you have to see and you can start writing down this process. You can start saying, am I making progress? Because mm -hmm. if you aim at nothing, you'll hit nothing. But if you have something that you're aiming at, understand that that is what you're going to get. You can see the target. You can see that 365 you know, stories that you wrote every day. So that what thing this is good. Go ahead. What do you think about the people that have uh, a target and they, they don't reach out their target and they get disappointed instead of like looking back and say like, okay, I maybe didn't uh, reach my target. However, like I'm here and I learned so much. What do you think people like look at in the negative wave in the, in like, okay, I, I, uh, that was my target and I didn't hit my target. Like, ah, oh, I screwed up instead of like looking the positive way or like I, you, you reach out over there, even though it's not your, your, your real target or what you were planning to, but you're still making a progress. Like, what do you think people don't see it in that way? You know, I, I, I love that story. What a wonderful question, you know, because we often don't reach what we want because we give up. We give up so fast. You know, could you imagine starting a project, you know, a simple project, and the first 10 times it failed? How mm. about, you know, when you keep going at it and the first 100 times failed? Would you yeah. would you be willing to go 500 more? And would you be willing to go 500 more than that? You know, when you look at Thomas Edison, he wanted to make the condescent light bulb. Yeah. So he turned around and went after it. He didn't just stop at one or 100 or 500 or 1,000. He even did a thousand more and did a thousand more than that and did a thousand more than that and did a thousand more than that until he got 9,999 tries to make this light bulb. 999,000 times it failed or it didn't work. He had a different mindset because yeah. he says, I find I found 9,999 ways that this product didn't work. But on the 10,000th time, I found out the best way to make it work. That out of those 10, the 9,999 times he did not reach his goal, he made products out of everything that he made up on the process of getting there. He made yeah. 999,900 more patents of the process. And by the way, for all of you all that don't know, in order for him to really reach his goal, he still used the people that were around him. He made a master alliance. He made it with um, um, two different guys, Lattimore and I want to say his, uh, goodness, I forget his name. It'll come back to me. But he made a master alliance with two other people. And he, I know that everybody's glad that we now have a light bulb because of these two guys that actually helped him on the way. So when you, when you give up on anything, you have defeated yourself. You have not defeated the project because believe it or not, people will pick up. <laughs> people will pick up what you left them. Yeah, you did the hard I think, work. Uh, <laughs> I think ahead. nowadays uh, people leave their dreams or they give up so easy because of the instant gratif gratification that we have right now. Like, like you can order something in Amazon and you have it next day, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's just crazy that waiting... People are forgetting about being patient, Be, being patient. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, I think it's a good habit to have nowadays. If talking about businesses, like you need to be able to have the patience and let the, the business grow and have the process. Right. And I think people nowadays, they just don't have that patience and they just want instant gratification of I'm doing the business. So I, I need to become rich by tomorrow. <laughs> Well, actually, they can become rich by tomorrow. It's just the process of what day is tomorrow. Yeah. See, that's that's what you're not looking at tomorrow. If you've been planning to be rich and you have worked the process, even if it's been in your head, 
If you work that process every day, like the AI, you know, everybody's looking at the AI technology and says mm-hmm. it does so much, but somebody put together all the knowledge that you had, all the knowledge that they had, all the knowledge of someone else, they took years and years and years of process and they put it on a system. So now you can use this AI because that process is going to be tomorrow. Is that how do you use it? If you have AI to write a sentence, think of how many people had to put that sentence together. 100%. I love AI. (laughs) Yeah. People love AI because it just makes the process faster. It may not take you 100 years to become a a multimillionaire. It may take you two years, but you better believe there's a process before you get there. And if you made a million dollars today, what would you do with it? Because if you spend one cent, you are no longer a millionaire. Yeah. So what are you going to do with it? See, the process isn't just to make the money, it's to be able to keep it. It's the process of being able to understand what is your mindset about that? Because I love to have all the money in the world. But mm-hmm. what is that? Yeah. You know, I, I'm lucky enough to work in the film industry also. And because I work in the film industry, most of the films that you ever see have been in the can for four or five years before you ever see them actually out there. You know, Top Gun Maverick, they actually made that film in 2016, but you didn't see it until 2023. And you heard about Tom Cruise making, you know, a bunch of money. But yeah, it took him overnight to make all of that money. It just took him the process of getting there. (laughs) I'm going to go a little bit back on the time because you said something about film industry. And just for, Mm -hmm. for the people that are listening right now. So we went from the police, no, from banking to a police officer right to work in your health become better and now film industry business and uh, working in this uh workbook so how did that happen how was the mindset in all these uh projects that you have created in in, in state in being now in the film industry these are all things i've been doing for my life i've been working on every situation it's just uh, like how you said it it didn't happen right now yeah I've been working on it and working on it and working on it. And I, <laughs> I wanted to make sure I could do this. I've waited till I retired from a 30-year 30 30 year career in order to, to have the successes that I'm having now. It just took 30 years. But when you're looking at it, when you look at the time, time was going to pass you anyway. I don't yeah. care if, if you're 50 years old and you said you want to go to, go to school and you said it's going to take five years for me to get this degree. Well, in five years, either you're going to have the degree or you're not going to have the degree. The time isn't going to change. It's what do you start seeing? What is it that you really want? It happens overnight. It's just it may not be tonight. (laughs) So what is it that you really want in your life? And stop looking at time. Look at the process, the progress that you're making. That's why, you know, I always talk about what are your results? You write them down. That's the purpose of this workbook. Mm-hmm. Writing down your results so you know I don't have to repeat the action again. And I, I, what lesson did I learn from this? Because if you learn the lessons in between time, this is nothing but mindset. If you learn the lessons on the way, you won't turn around and make the mistakes I have because I've just told you how to skip that step, yeah. how to get past that one. But if you don't read and you don't practice it, you will not reach your goal in the time that you want to reach it in. Wow. that's uh, I'm always uh, uh, impressed and amazed for the way you talk, all your uh, wisdom through all these years. And uh, before we, we wrap this up, uh, first, I, I want to say a quote uh, for what you were saying about the time. And I have it on my wall every day I read it. And it says something along these lines. Um, Never give up a dream because of the time it's going to uh, take you because the time will pass anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, when you were telling about it took me 30 years to be where I am and I have to pass through the process, right? Uh, Banking, uh, police officer, right? Uh, Film industry and uh, mindset coach. Like it's just a lot, right? A a big of process that you have to pass through mindset and uh, mostly in in your persona, Mm -hmm. right? Because you have to be willing to to change and become better. Because as Leslie Brown says, right, if you mm. want 
something that you never had, you have to become someone that you never been. Am I correct? That is correct. Right. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, it, I, I she's shoo shoo. Sorry, it's it's it's, it's impressive. Like I have just thinking so much that for everything that we're talking about. <laughs> you know, all everybody out here, we all have the same time every day. We have eighty six thousand four hundred seconds a day. Mm. You have to make the decision about what do you want to do in that time. There's none of us that has it more than the other. We all have the same time. We just use it differently. So learn how to use the time wisely. You know, read my workbook if you like to. You can, you know, if you have WhatsApp, you can text, you know, wealth formula to, you know, 647-765-2069. I just happen to know that number because I <laughs> some people there all the time. That is fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to tag it uh, on the on the podcast so people people can reach out to the to the workbook and they can uh, order their workbook so they can have it. Yeah. Use, use the method that we actually have for you because it's, it's simple, but that simp that one little simple step may make the difference between you making a dollar and a billion dollars. One little, one little misstep. Now, uh, just one little tip that you can give to the audience right now, the people that are struggling right now with their life. <laughs> I liked how Yoda said it. Yoda said it best. You don't do it until you believe. Ah, oh, boom. That was awesome. <laughs> Believing in yourself. That's it. That's fantastic. Well, Chief <laughs> Bailey, thank you so much for your time and for being here and sharing all this about mindset and your story. Uh, there's some stuff I, that I didn't know. <laughs> and that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, so no, thank no, you no. so much. And uh, uh, I wish we can have you here next time. All right. Thank you. And I'll come back anytime you like. I really appreciate this because this was fun. This was, you know, a, a lot of fun for me because your story counts. So if you all ever interested in writing, you know, being an author or co-author, you know, look Lewis up. He'll, he will hook you up. <laughs> He's ready now. <laughs> Thank you. hundred percent. Thank you, Bailey. All right. See, See you next, next one. Time. All righty.